and welcome to another Reach to Beach Walk podcast. And this is actually a special Reach to Beach Walk podcast because this is the final one and I saved the best for last. That's right. As you can see on the screen here, uh, Bishop Jim Hazelwood is with me today. Hey, this Joe. is a very exciting time. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Thank you for coming on. Absolutely. You know, you've got the voice and the style. You could do this professionally. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, I, I'm going that way with the church stuff right now, right? We all right. have to be professional <laughs> video and audio, uh, audio yeah. people. But uh, thank you so much for coming on to the podcast this week. Absolutely. Anything for Calumet. That's right. That's right. So, and uh, those of you who are watching this, uh, you can see that the bishop has his Reach the Beach Walk 2020 t-shirt on. I'm right back. Uh, uh, there. <laughs> our whole family participated. We each got our t-shirt, and that's the first thing that our daughter Addison did is find out where is my name? Where is my name on that? Right. It's, it's what we always do. We look that's and right. see. Are we there? Yeah. Yep, yep, yep. So I'm so excited just to, to talk a little bit about um, outdoor ministry, uh, some of your experiences, and getting to know what your history is uh, with Camp Calumet. I know you've been participating long before you were bishop. Uh, so you can start there. What, what are some of your experiences in outdoor ministry? Well, I am a, I'm not only a Lutheran, I am a Christian because of outdoor ministry. Wow. Um, the great institutions of our church uh, are really the guide paths that uh, brought me into uh, the Christian faith. Um, so yeah, I, I got hired as a camp counselor by a, uh, a very uh, crazy uh, director out in California, Paul Fowski and Paul Evenson, two, two directors, and they hired me to El Camino Pines, which is basically like Camp Calumet, only it's uh, in the mountains north of Los Angeles, and worked there the summer 1980 and was baptized uh, August 9th, 1980, which actually is 40 years ago this summer. Um, wow, wow, congratulations. So, yeah, so I've got a deep, deep love for outdoor ministry. Yeah, so, so, and that's one of the things that I really love about outdoor ministry, right? People from all walks of life come to this place and there is some knowledge of like, yes, this is a Christian camp and, and you have to abide by, you know, certain principles there, but really, um, amazing things that can happen at, at camp during throughout the summer. Amazing things can happen and it's just grace upon grace upon grace. It's this community that is loving and accepting. It embodies and incarnates the love of Christ um, for all people. And uh, I just think it's great. And Calumet is among the great camps of the Lutheran church across the country. Oh yeah. Yeah. And I've been a part of a couple of different camps and there's no place like Calumet. That's for sure. Um, so tell us about your, some of your experiences at Calumet. When you were a parish pastor, you were very active, uh, not only in uh, youth ministry at Camp Calumet, but also family ministry. Your church is very active. Um, yeah, so we did pastor. a couple of things. I, I think uh, the first exposure I had was um, the congregation St. Andrew Lutheran Church in Charlestown had a history, even before I arrived, of an annual fall retreat. And so uh, went up there and was a part of that. That was probably the fall of 1993. Um, and then we did confirmation camp every year. And the congregation continues to do that every year. Um, and so met a lot of pastors, met a lot of people. Um, 
and connected there. Uh, and then the other thing we did as a family for years when our son was younger, middle school age and high school, is we did the winter in between Christmas and New Year's. And that was kind of an annual event for about 10 years for us. And that was, that was a real highlight. That's a great week to go to Calumet for a whole number of reasons. And um, this was before the conference center was built. So yep. we brought our tent and sleeping bag and we dug and we slept in the igloos that were around camp at that time. It was, um, it was, it was great until, um, until the igloos burned down um, that one winter. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but, uh, yeah, no, we've used uh, and gone to Calumet for lots of different things over the years. That's great. That's great. What would you say your favorite memory of Camp Calumet would be? You know, Lisa and I were just talking about this. Uh, we were, I think, uh, probably on one of our walks for the Reach the Beach this summer. And um, when, when, during the winter time, during those, between Christmas and New Year's, uh, one year, uh, my friend, uh, Kurt Christensen, who was pastor at Bethesda in Springfield at the time, he and I were there. Um, Pat Harris, her family was there. A uh, bunch of other folks, and we put together this idea on January first of you know how there's bowl games for football, and yep. we did it. We did a hockey ice hockey competition down on Lake, um, oh, is it White Pine Lake or White Pine Campground or something like that nearby? Okay. Anyway, it's a great ice skating lake, and we remember, I remember we wanted to have prizes for the winners. This is just, <laughs> and so we walked into the. The Yankee Smokehouse. Yankee Smokehouse. Yep. And and you know, and Kurt and I are all like enthusiastic and look, we're doing this thing, and it's for kind of with a Rose Bowl at at uh, the Lake Pine White White Pine Lake, uh, and it's gonna be great. And we need prizes. Can you give us some prizes? <laughs> the the woman, young woman behind the cashier just was looking at us. I mean, this is like you know two o'clock in the afternoon, but I mean, it was like right out of the book of Acts. It's like, are these people <laughs> drunk? Or right, what is wrong right. with them? You know, and so forth. And we'd, I think they gave us like a placemat and uh, some brochures. I mean, they were just like, get <laughs> these guys out of here. <laughs> but we had a great time and um, just ice skating out there. And that was a hard winter because it wasn't a lot of snow. But I remember Paul Lindahl took our son, Ben, who really wanted to go cross-country skiing. And uh, Paul took him off on his own, just the two of them. They had a great day on their own. Doing nice, nice, nice wonderful time it's it's amazing even even to this day you know uh, when i get there to camp with my friends you, you become a young counselor again well you feel like you may be able to be a young counselor again then you wake up the next morning and be like what the heck was i thinking yeah it, it's, a, it's a great it's a great place it does bring out uh, the youth in all of us and i think that's one of the things that attracts people to calumet yeah yeah definitely definitely so you and uh lisa your wife participated in reach the beach walk um, can you talk a little bit about some of that you, you mentioned earlier, you, you, you go for walks and, and intentionally get out. And I know you, you've done a lot of bike riding, especially over the summer. Um, what are some of your experiences that you've had? Yeah. So we did the reach, the reach the beach, uh, walk this summer, pretty, pretty regularly. Um, and, uh, it wasn't the best at logging our walks, but we did do them. <laughs> I have them all on my, um, my uh, Fitbit and Garmin. But anyway, um, there's a wildlife refuge near us that's uh, called Trustum Pond. Pretty frequently we go there or Ninigret. 
Um, and then during this COVID time, that was a good place to go Monday through Friday. The weekends were just really, really crowded. So we kind of avoided that. But um, we're also avid cyclists. So we do a lot of bicycling. Um, pretty much my life uh, right now, that's kind of how I get out. Uh, we actually went, uh, um, we went, we were on a bike ride yesterday and uh, with a friend, we went out to watch Hill and back. It's about 35 miles. And um, it's just, you know, uh, it, it's exercise, but it doesn't feel like exercise. It feels like it's, a, it's an adventure. Um, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we've become more active. I think the older you get, the more active you need to become. Otherwise, everything stiffens up. And, and the next thing you know, uh, we're, we're not moving. So that's not good. No, and I'm getting to that point, right? In my, I'm in, in my 40s now, and it's, I need to get out there and get active. Uh, otherwise, walking up the stairs, it's, uh, oh, yeah, that knee doesn't work as well as it once did. That's right. That's right. <laughs> Being flexible is not only an attribute that we need uh, in our churches, it's also an attribute we need in our bodies. So. Amen. Amen. Yeah, definitely. So and, and now that we are um, experiencing that this video will be premiered during uh, Reach the Beach 2.0, um, you know, one of the things that uh, Canute is good at and has experienced, especially this year, in his um, convincibility for uh, getting people to do things that may be out of their comfort zone a little bit. And uh, my son and I signed up for, for Reach the Beach 2.0. Um, so we'll be, we'll be running, um, and I say running, it'll take us a little longer, but uh, our three miles. Okay. And so that is, that is going to be something in, uh, that we are preparing for. We actually are training for that. So that's coming up here pretty soon. But um, it is something that we want to do for Camp Calumet, right? Um, something that we think is important in continuing to enable that ministry to touch the lives of people and, and change the lives of people. Um, yeah, I think that, uh, you know, all, all of these things are just really wonderful, creative ways because they not only raise funds, they also connect the Calumet community in different ways. Like you're doing this podcast and, you know, there's various social media kind of posts and, and that's really integral. Um, you know, I would, and I would just say, you know, I mean, Calumet is one of those unique places that is, like our congregations, significantly impacted by this COVID-19 because Calumet is primarily about people getting together, um, yeah. either indoors or outdoors. Um, and so their you know, participation of people going up there for retreats and summer camps and all that is off. And so I think that this is also a time for people to, hey, find out what resources they have uh, in their bank accounts and send an extra check to Calumet. If, if you're a person who's, you know, being active is, is not something, you know, maybe they're not going to run three miles like you and your son are going to do. Uh, uh, but, you know, they can still use this as an opportunity to make a donation and support this ministry. Yes. Yeah. And, and it, it is important to, to think about that and, and how that affects not only Camp Calumet, but also our, our congregations, right? It, it is um, an interesting time for, um, the church um, and, the, and the ministries within the church. So um, looking at that in the eyes of, of uh, how can we be generous um, during this time? And it, there's lots of ways to be generous. Uh, w one of the things that I have really picked up on during Reach to Beach uh, walk this summer was just my experience of God within 
my walks within my time outside. And I know that that deeply connects with um, a lot of things that you talk about, especially within your book, Everyday Spirituality. So um, how, when people are running uh, during this 24 hour period, um, and maybe listening to this and, and thinking about how is God active in my life. Uh, can you talk a little bit about that, things that, that people may be looking for or experiencing um, during this time with everyday spirituality? Sure. Um, I think one of the things we have, especially as church people, we have a tendency to think I'm being religious, spiritual, holy when I'm in church, as in worship but that's it. Um, and so I wrote the book, Everyday Spirituality, basically to make the point that is actually quite connected with the long history of the Christian faith, um, as well as other traditions, other religions, um, that spirituality is something we practice every day. And so we've been talking about running and exercise and biking. Uh, that, is, that is fundamentally one of my three core um, pursuits in terms of my own spirituality, uh, it, whether it's outdoors, um, hiking or riding a bike or people that like to go fishing. Uh, we went with our friends, Steve and Sherry Dumas a couple weeks ago on a boat um, who are out in Narragansett Bay. I mean, all, all these experiences um, are ways in which we're connecting with God's creation and they are expressions of um, Christian spirituality. It's yep. also the movement of our body we talk about the church as the body of Christ. So the, the physical movement um, is a term called kinesthetic uh, spirituality. It's the idea that as you're moving, I have never been very good at sitting and praying. Now I do have this homemade altar, which you can see right there. There's kind of, yeah. there's an icon and I've got a Bible and a bunch of other things there. Um, I'm not very good at like sitting right there and facing it and praying. I do that every once in a while. Um, but I'm not a, a super disciplined person. There are other people that do that, and I applaud that. I think it's wonderful and go for it. Um, but I'm not wired that way. I'm much, right. I need to go for a walk. I yep. go for a walk and I have a talk with God, or God has a talk with me, depending on the situation. <laughs> uh, so that's kind of, I, I think that's one of the things I've just tried to suggest. Uh, and then all the other things, you know, cooking and, and even sleeping and uh, the various different everyday activities that we have. And then the book goes on to talk about in more depth, you know, profound religious, spiritual, mystical experiences that people have had um, in our congregations, because most of the stories in that book come from people in congregations in the New England Synod. That's great. And I, I have really connected with a lot of those stories in, in my reading of the book and, and think about that when I am doing some of those activities and reminding myself that, yes, even when I'm preparing dinner for my family, this is a spiritual experience. And, and how, how does that fit in with my conversations with God and, and my growth as a Christian person? Yeah, uh, I didn't know it before I wrote the book, but since a couple of people have pointed out to me that there was a Christian writer by the name of Brother Lawrence, I think he wrote a book called On the Presence of God. And, and yeah, I, can't, I guess in that book, he talks about one of the most significant aspects of spirituality for him is when he's doing the dishes in the kitchen mm -hmm. at the monastery. Uh, so that kind of fits with the, the whole. Yeah, thing. yeah, definitely, definitely. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I don't know if I, that I would, I would say cooking more than doing the dishes for me. Okay, all right, all right. So you, yeah, I like, I, I'll do the dishes, you cook, I'll do the dishes. You know? Yeah, there we go, there, that works out. 
Well, thank you so much for being on the podcast today. This was really great. Uh, our last podcast for Reach a Beach Walk. And um, I, I really am thankful for all the people who have come on the podcast, but especially uh, for you taking the time out of your schedule to join me on this. And, and this will be airing not only audio, but the video will be airing during Reach Beach 2.0. Excellent. Excellent. Thanks, Joe. Yep. Yep.